We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the real most finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> The pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher, boy, Shasky. Thank you, now. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roll. Draymond oh, steps nice. down the lane, lob for Wiggins, or Kaminga, two-hand slam. Jonathan Kaminga at the rim with a dunk. Draymond with a beautiful pass. 105-101. Oh, oh my baby. It's Shasky. It's Bonte. It's you, the audience. It's 95-7 in the game. And the Warriors won a game last night. We're going to get to all the callers. 888-957-957. Oh, and shout out to everybody on YouTube, Twitch, Odyssey app. You name it. However you're watching, however you're listening. Bonte, last night the Warriors won, and it felt like a loss. And it just feels like something's got to give. They're in a really tough spot here. You're watching the greatest player in Warrior history. Yes, Wilt, I said that. Steph Curry, who just looks frustrated. And I'm seeing an animated version of Steph Curry. And the job's been tougher and tougher and tougher for him this year. I mean, he started off the game very poorly. But he ended up going on a tear in the third quarter. And it coincided with them going with the young guys and, and making plays. And J.K. gets put on ice all game, sitting there waiting, 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 waiting. When is he going to come in? And then, boom, Kaminga comes in. And instantaneous spark. Instantaneous spark. And I just don't know how you could watch this team night in, night out and not get the feeling that something's got to give. And they have some redundancy on this team. J.K. needs to play more. Moody needs to play more. And Pajemski needs to have some sort of a defined role every single night. Those young players have injected some life into this team. And right now, it feels like the veterans are letting them down. Yeah, old baby, good morning, all that good stuff here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. It's not much I disagree with there. Um, it's, it's tough to disagree with what we're seeing with this basketball team. Um, the Jonathan Kaminga out of the rotation, he's got to be a guy in the rotation no matter what. He's got to see 15 minutes. It's head scratching, and you got to figure it out. That's what the coaches get paid for. You know, that's what Kenny Atkinson and uh, everybody else is there for. They got 10, 15 coaches there on the bench. We got to figure this out. Figure it out. Jonathan Kaminga needs to play, but this is where you go back to last year. It's like you couldn't use him last year at any point of the season. You know, he was playing very well. You know, those like people forget with Kaminga, and I'll pull up the splits. When Andrew Wiggins was out for two months, Kaminga started getting playing time. He started getting better and better and better. Then he was out of the playoff rotation. You know, and it's we saw Moody trying to defend LeBron James. Now nobody can defend LeBron James, an all time great. Maybe the most accomplished basketball player we've ever seen. But JK doesn't get to go. He doesn't get any minutes. So it's it's just strange to me that he was out of the rotation and as soon as he comes into the game, 10 0 run. You're right back in it. Well, All of a sudden, the, the chase of the crowd is rising. on. They rise as one, right? All of a sudden, they get into it, and you finish with J.K. He didn't leave the court once he checked in. 
it gets a team like Portland, it gets a team like Oklahoma City, it gets a team like Phoenix, you got to figure out a way to get this guy minutes because he's one of your more athletic, if not your most athletic player. He's quick. He gets the 50-50 balls. He can play above the rim. And if you put him in the post in that dunker spot, he's going to put pressure on the rim. How many tough finishes did he have in the paint? The Warriors, by the way, folks, fewest points paint, uh, paint to the point. Or points, points in the paint, in the paint. All, all in the NBA. They're the worst team when it comes to points in the I paint. Mean, but who, who on their team? I mean, even Looney struggles to, to score in the paint. The, Which is why it's mind-boggling that Kaminga does play. And that, that little left-handed hook shot that he had after the spin move was absolutely filthy. Look, this is my solution, because I want to hear solutions. Like, what do you do? What do you do if you're the Warriors? My solution is this. If we're not making the trade, I got Wiggins and Klay Thompson, and I'm oscillating. So they're going 20 minutes a game each. Moody and Kaminga getting their 20 minutes a game each. And then the remaining 10 for each of those positions is getting split up based on what these guys are doing on a given night, right? Like, it's no longer Wiggins and Clay have to play more than Moody and Kaminga. Now it's like we're going to get equal playing time, and based off what I'm seeing on a given night, I'm going to roll five or six minutes in this direction or five or six minutes in the other direction, and the other guy's just going to have to suck it up. What? And whether that comes at somebody's feelings or not, the expense of their feelings, I really don't give a damn. Well, here's Steve Kerr yesterday. He said it's hard to predict a rotation every single night. Every night's going to be different with this team. That's what I'm finding out. You know what we what we need each night seems to be different depending on the matchup, depending on how the game's going. It's hard to predict what's going to happen each night. It's also hard to play ten or eleven guys. So I, I don't think we know. You know, I, I think I said it to you guys last week. I mean, we have a, a, a deep team, a deep roster, but we don't have roster clarity in terms of you know who's who's going to play every single night. And so everybody's just got to stay ready. And I'm really proud of J.K. that that he did that and he was really the, the the reason we won speaking to jk here's steve Kerr on jk's performance he was great he was uh, the key to the game uh, he stayed ready he was out of the rotation just because uh, it's hard to play 10 guys and uh, you know frankly you know brandon and and uh, moses have earned the minutes they're getting and we obviously needed him you know this the, the game called for jk just with portland's youth and athleticism we needed to be able to uh, to match that and be able to score against their switches and um, so i was so happy for jk uh, that he stayed ready you know came in and produced the way he did jk how'd you stay ready i mean i'm always ready so regardless Anytime, if my name haven't been called, but like I always say, I'm a professional. I know my job, I know my role. All that matters is just go out there and finish the job. And then he was asked if he felt like he needed to go in and give the Warriors a jolt. Doing whatever I just did out there, I mean, that's that's our job, young guys. I mean, you see Moses, you see the things he's been doing lately, you see in BP. And obviously the things I just went out there and did for the team. We're the young guys, I mean, we're supposed to help our team, bring energy in. And I knew somehow it was going to be me, either me, Moses, or anybody that was going out there and lift the team up. And obviously, I ended up being a person. And so, I mean, that's all that matters. All right, last cut here because I want everybody to hear this, and we'll get to the line, Shasky. But I do want to hear this. Chris Paul, here's what he had to say. CP3 about Jonathan Kaminga. Man, that was huge. Our team, we just been sort of up and down all season with different guys in and out the lineup. You know, um, we missed Dre for some games, missed Steph for two games, had everybody in sack, and me and GP go down. So it's just sort of been next man up, and I think J.K. showed a, a great deal of professionalism, you know, and not playing early and coming in, he changed the whole game. For a young guy who was deemed immature last year, 
a guy who was sulking for not playing the playoffs. And I get why Kamika was sulking. Because think about this, Shasky. The last 19 regular season games. All right, Andrew Wiggins comes back in the playoffs after missing two months, dealing with personal issues. Kamika, 19 games, which goes back to February 26th of last season. In the end of the regular season. Now, he missed three games in between there. But overall, in 24 minutes, Kaminga shot 60% from the floor, gave it 49% from the three-point line, and gave it 13, 14 points a game with four and a half rebounds, two assists, and a lot of energy. And then he doesn't get a sniff in the playoffs, and he takes the brunt of a lot of people saying, oh, well, he's just immature. Oh, well, he's this and that. He's that. The guy was playing well and descending. And he doesn't play. How's a guy who was 20 years old at the time supposed to deal with that? And now you get Chris Paul, who's been in the league forever, saying, you know what? I'm impressed with the with his uh, professionalism. Stephen Curry kind of echoed those sentiments. I'm impressed with his professionalism. This young guy had to sit there for 31 minutes against the Portland Trailblazers, out of all teams, a team that has a lot of guys kind of like Jonathan Kaminga, young, athletic, long, can put pressure on the rim, and he finally gets his chance, and he goes out there and balls out. But the fact that he said, you know, I just know what it is now. I know how to be a pro. we got to find a way to play this guy. There's no reason why we should go into a game, and he's out of the rotation. Like, that's that to me is a joke. Well, again, like, if you're going to stay with this roster, something's got to give. Somebody else has got to take a lesser role. Well, if we stay with this roster, are we talking championship? guys. Are we talking championship if we're sticking with this roster? We're not talking championship. Like, right now, this is not a championship It's not even a playoff team right now. That's what I'm saying. So, So, So what is the goal for the fans? The goal is to try to win as many games as you can. That's what the goal is, to try to maximize the roster. And right now, I do not think that the roster has been maximized. Do you? Absolutely not. I didn't okay, think it then. was last year. Okay, then. Like, last season, I mean. You know, like, I, I don't care about past resumes. I don't care about everything that you've done and, and, and what you got coming up in terms of contracts or, you know, why you missed time last year. I don't care about, you know, what you did in the offseason. All I care about is, like, how do we win enough games to be over 500 come Christmas time? I don't know about that. No, but, 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 we just need to take it a game at a time. You got three straight games coming up on the road against OKC, but, but, Phoenix, and the Clippers. I need to just take this but, one game at a time. Forget schedule watching. I'm not even schedule watching. But I'm not going to do we, it. I feel like Warrior fans are doing these mental gymnastics of constantly contradicting themselves at every turn. The young players aren't ready because we need to win championships. We have to win championships, so the young players can't play. But then I look over and I'm like, but yeah, if the veterans aren't championship worthy no, yet right not. now, they're, they're just not. not. They're like, not. look at who the championship worthy players are. They're all in their primes. They're all in their primes, and they're playing good basketball. So form matters. Being in your prime matters. Yeah, the resume is an aspect of it. But like right now, your resumes aren't stacking up to your form. Yeah, your form I- is so below what your standards are. Yeah. And then I look at the young guys and. And I say to myself, you could say all you want about, well, if we're playing them, then we're not good enough. Well, guess what? You need to accept your reality. And if you don't play the young players, well, then they'll well, never be good come February, February, March, May, April, when you do is, need them. And then you're going to look into a playoff series like you did last year, and you're going to have five trustable guys. And and those five trustable guys, when they struggle, one or two or three of them, you won't have any options to turn to. Well, that's why last year was frustrating. Last season was frustrating because – you just threw Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody out there, and you said, figure it out. And if they struggled, they got the heat from a lot of people. A lot of people. How many calls did we take? They were like, trade the young guys. Forget the two timelines. The two timelines. Remember that was the thing, the two timelines? Well, guess what? You still have two timelines right now. 
You still have it with Patinsky and Trace Jackson Davis. But they were about 50. Forget timelines. There were about 50. Every. This time, I think every corporation in America has senior pl- uh, people uh, no in, in prominent roles and people at the bottom of the company they're trying to develop. That's every company every on the company. planet. So you can elevate them or promote team, them yes, every in case team, you got a slash and everything it, like that. But exactly. my problem is last season, last season, you didn't trust the youngsters because by year three, they should have came in flying high, right? And obviously, Moody looks ready. Moody's ready to go. And he stays ready. And he stayed ready last year, which was very confusing even last season when he was getting DMPs. But, 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 he was getting DMPs last year, and it was like, wait a minute. Hey, this, you got to figure out a way to get this guy into the basketball game. Okay, so, but what about this year? Like yesterday, he has 14 points, and he's looking good. And he's, yeah. he's moving without the ball. He's active, and, and he's making plays happen. And then five minutes to go in the game, he's nowhere to be found. He's nowhere to be found. So like this thing that you're going to play the best players, then stop reverting back to the old guard well, who aren't in form right now. Well, we played the sound from... October 24th. Now, Moody did play six minutes and 28 seconds in the fourth quarter. He I, was 0 for 3. I don't even remember that. Well, he was 0 for 3 from the floor and 0 for 2, and he may have been a little tired. He played a lot of minutes there. Um, so I, I'm not mad at that. Steph, Clay Thompson actually went 2 of 4 in the last 532, seven points. He was a plus 10 to the plus minus department, if anybody cares. Um, 1 for 2 from 3, 2 for 2 from the free throw line. But Moody, he was 0 for 3 in the fourth quarter. But I, I'm, I'm with you generally. Moody needs a, Moody's a gamer. He's an absolute gamer. All right, Pajinski is showing that he's a gamer, but he's a rookie. And he's going to have his ebbs and flows. He's going to have his ups and downs. Yeah, I don't, I don't put him put on the same category as Kaminga, Kaminga and Moody because they've been he's here for three years. Below. But this is where last season it goes awry, and you don't play these dudes, and then you play them, and then you don't play them. So Steve Kerr's got to find out a way to be consistent with his rotations. I mean, I, he just has to. And he said that. Listen, he said on October twenty fourth, I'm going to go by a feel thing. And then last Tuesday night in Sacramento, we come in Wednesday morning, everybody's going crazy because Moody doesn't finish. That's on Kerr. Kerr's got to figure this thing out. Let's get to the lines, man. The lines are jam-packed right now. A lot of people waiting on hold. Let's start off with Uncle Gene. He's been on hold the longest. Uncle Gene, what's happening? You're on a roast. Morning, fellas. Yeah, so while I've been on hold, you guys pretty much covered everything I was going to say, but let me see if I can build on it a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Um, I disagree with, with uh, Steve Kerr. Agree with you guys. Uh, you know, I've, I've long been a um, win now. Uh, in a win-now mode because, hell, I'm going to be 78. I can't wait 10 years or even five years for another championship. But uh, I'm ready to say this team absolutely cannot win if they uh, anything if they uh, continue to uh, lean on the core as much as they, they have. Just look at last night's game. I mean, the only two members of the core that had good games were, were Dre and, and, uh, and Steph. Steph. Yep. The rest of them had bad games. I mean, they just they look slow. They look old, and you know they've been getting slower and older for years now. Um, uh, so they we need to play the play the young kids. Kaminga, I don't understand why he's not getting more minutes. Why they waited till what late in the third period to, to put him in? <laughs> They're down eleven, That's Uncle Gene. Crazy, <laughs> Uncle down eleven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this this is nuts. So. I mean, and then where's Jackson Davis? I mean, I love that kid. I want to see more of him. Uh, at this point, if we're going to get anywhere, we're going to have to rely on these young legs because every team with young, big, you know, athletic players uh, are beating us, no matter how badly they're playing against other teams. We, we can't stop anybody. So, look, uh, we, we, we got uh, to transition and we got to play these kids more. I, I think... I think uh, Kerr is 
he, on one hand, he's saying you got to lean on the core, but but he's starting to play the kids more. He's playing them in crunch time, so yeah. I think he's he's adjusting. I think he's seeing what's going on, and hopefully he'll make the right changes. And maybe we'll have a shot at something. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, B, it's 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 interesting. Uh, Sam Lubin and I have had this conversation regarding the core, right? And Steph and Dre, I still feel are playing at a pretty high level, right? So let's move them out of the quote unquote core. The Wiggins Clay Looney thing. It, it just it feels like to me whenever there's a shred of optimism, we're clinging to that, and rightfully so because this is, these guys provided a lot of feel good, a lot of feel good for everyone, and Clay obviously to a much higher degree than those other two guys. But when Lincecum was at the end, he'd have one good start and about four or five mediocre to bad ones, but we'd cling to the one good start and we say, see, he could still he could still reach it, he could still get back there. I don't think anybody believes Clay Thompson's going to be the Clay Thompson of the world, even when he does show bright spots. I don't know who out there believes Clay Thompson's going to be the Clay Thompson pre-injury Clay Thompson. I don't think anybody's holding on to that. Uh, not not pre-injury, but like, like he could still touch. You know, like for example, how many times this morning have you and I? Well, maybe if he's hot, he stays in. Like how many games has he really been hot this year? Yeah, but if he, but that's we're just talking about rotations. And if you go by feel, and he's hot, do you want to set minutes for everybody? Because that's the problem with Moses Moody. Basically, essentially, what happened last Tuesday night. Moody comes out and Steve Curry admitted the mistake. Shouldn't have came out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you may have that situation with a vet who is rolling. Now, that's going to be an entirely different situation for Steve well, Curry. But let me ask because you Because if you get one of the vets, say if Wiggins or Clay's rolling. Wiggins and has you do, in two games. But, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish. If you do get a situation in the next two weeks and they are rolling because it can happen. It hasn't happened much. But the youngsters also hasn't been consistent to that level to get that leash, right? Agreed. So you do have veterans who have done it before at a much higher level. And if they are rolling, you're going to pull them because of minutes and saying we got to play the young guys? That's where you could really lose locker room there I, I mean, if you do that. I mean, if you do that, say hypothetically, if Clay's uh -huh. going and he's rolling uh -huh. and he's 10 of 18 or he's 10 of 17, he's lighting up for the three-point line, and we're like, you know what? We played you 26 minutes trying to go to the young guys. It's going to be a hard decision. When was the last time Clay rolled? He just went through a seven-game stretch in which he scored 19 a game. He shot 40% from three, did he not? Yeah, but I, when you're I, looking for an individual offensive flows, offensive but explosion, if you're, not, gonna, you're not getting that. Uh, well, I you're guess, not getting that. I guess where I'm going at is like the common denominator is like like – his way to contribute right now is through scoring. Like that is the primary way he is going to be a contributor all for I'm this roster, is, given where is, he's at. All I'm saying is, if he's scoring and he's rolling and he's scoring and he's giving you that, that's so a hard had, decision. Moody had 14 yesterday. That's a hard, that's Was a hard he decision. Rolling? I, I, I don't guess think so. No, he on. wasn't rolling. I don't he think wasn't. So either. No, he's not rolling. I don't he was think so for three either. in the fourth quarter. Like when when Wiggins went for thirty one, and I believe he had like twenty nine or twenty seven in another game. He was rolling in those games. Like that's that's what I was like. The the look and the feel. I just feel like you know Clay will have a hot quarter or a nice a half. Hot half, and that's it. And that's and that's and that's what he is right now as a third. That's so. I guess well, what? I guess what I'm that's most third. The that's that's most third or fourth options yes. in the NBA. Yes, they're not going to give you consistency. They're going to give you a quarter or two. How many times has Austin Reeves been inconsistent, uh, Spadoni? But you know what? You live with it, right? You know you're going to get maybe a quarter or a half. That's most third or fourth options. Yeah, but they're also and that's willing what Clay to adjust. Thompson is. But they're also like Reeves is a good example. He's come off the bench. He's he's not finished no closing time. No doubt. Like they, they've used him no in a doubt. variety of ways. It feels like that's non-negotiable well, for Clay I, I, Thompson. I wouldn't say that because last year Clay Thompson attempted 18 shots per game. Think about this. He attempted 18 shots per game. 
This year he's attempting 13 shots a game. That's five less shots for a shooter. All right, threes. Okay. He averaged nearly 11 three-point attempts per game. He's now down to 7.8. Well, I mean, he's, so I would say, he's shooting a career I would low. Say, I would say he has adjusted to not taking a lot of shots. No, you're talking about when he's on the court. I'm saying he's on the court too much. Well, he's averaging 29 minutes, which is down from 33 minutes last year. So the minutes are already down. So we're talking about adjustments. Quietly, he has adjusted, right? Now, if you want him to take less minutes, then fine. I'll listen to that. But if we're talking about sacrificing, he kind of has already. I don't think I'm not saying he's been good, and I'll say I'm not saying it's good enough. But if you're saying that he has to sacrifice, I will say you're lying. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I would say you're not watching enough because he's taking less five shots per game than he did last year. He's taking three but less threes than he did last year. Only so, so there has sacrifice. Like we're talking about Wiggins, Clay, Looney, right? That's essentially what most people are talking about. Wiggins, Clay, Looney, and maybe CP3 down the stretch. Those are the positions that are being blocked for Kaminga and Moody. Like, those are them. So it's literally a give and take amongst those guys and those other two players. So something has to give if you want those other guys to flourish. Right. Well, I'm just saying that the raw data is telling you that Clay has given a little bit back. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you want him to give a little bit more, fine. I'll, I'll listen to that. But he had, he's taken five less shots than last year. He, Clay Thompson, his last three full seasons, averaged 18 shot attempts per game. He's down to 13, folks. He's down to 13. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Robert at San Jose. Robert, what's happening? Uh, thanks for taking my call, fellas. Uh, you guys have gone over some of the things I was thinking about. But uh, moving forward... Is there a big man available out there for the Warriors to maybe package Wiggins and Looney and go and get? Because the big man is back in the NBA. If you look at all the teams in the West, Chet Holmgren and and everyone, the Joker, both L.A. teams have big guys. We need a legitimate center. Can Wiggins and Looney together, I guess that's about uh, $33 million, is there a guy out there that the Warriors could possibly get to make the game easier for Steph and Clay to play inside out more, uh, to give them easier shots. Moody needs more time. I think Brzezinski deserves 15 to 17 yeah. minutes a game, so, as well as Kaminga needs to start. So if you move Looney and Wiggins, can you go get a legitimate big man? Is that I, I, a possibility I, I, out there? I, I guess anything is possible, but I don't know who's available, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't know who's available. i got a question for everybody. Because I'm... I, 
I'm here to say the young guys should play. I thought the young guys should have played last year. I think we were the only guys in this market to defend the youngsters. Honestly, got it. But I think people forget that. You know, we all have short-term memories out here. I love the young people. I think people forget how much we love Jonathan Kaminga on this show. Been big Jonathan Kaminga fans forever. But I want to know now. If we do play the youngsters and you hear from Steve Kerr saying, you know, there's going to be sacrifice and it's going to change the goal. What do Warrior fans want to get out of the season? Obviously, championship, we all want championships. We get that. But what do we want to accomplish as Warrior fans this season? I want to know that this team has a chance to win a championship in the last couple years of Steph Curry's career. Okay. Not just for this year. It's also the encouragement of moving forward. And right now... I don't feel that same level of hope that I had just a year ago. Like a year ago, I was like, oh, they're going to get back to one more finals. I can feel it. Right now, I do not think they're going to get back. Did you feel like that after the Denver game? No. I felt a lot of people. A lot of people were encouraged after the Denver game. And as we were giving away Capri Suns and fruit snacks, I'm like, damn, we we're loving moral victories around but here. It was now. one game, like, but, but, but no, but think about how people were hyped. They were really encouraged by that game. Well, like, okay. they were encouraged, and I just thought, I said, boy, we got some young athletic teams coming in, and I don't, I don't know how we how well we match up against that. I don't know. Being encouraged off one game versus like the body of work of multiple months is is to me. There's a no. Distinction. We came in here, Spinotti. Remember yeah, after we the Denver excited. game, everybody's giving out gold medals for that game. But they also had a good record at that time, and the form That's and the backdrop, the backdrop of playing well. They've now played bad, poor basketball for a long stretch. I agree. I totally agree. So I think my my because younger changed. athletic teams. Have come in and showed the Warriors that they don't have the speed to keep up with them or the size. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. What do Warrior fans want to get out of the season? What do we want? What I mean, do we want? To, obviously, a championship's number one. We all get that. We want to win number five. But what else do you want to accomplish? Is it playing the youngsters more? Is it moving on from some of the old guys? Is it trades? What what do we want? I'm asking another Warrior fan. To me, like as 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 a Warrior fan, like I'm sitting here, I'm saying, I feel like they owe it to themselves to see before they move off of Moody and Kaminga. Could we just see if they're any good? I think we know they're okay. They're fine. But are they good enough to get you to a championship? Are they good enough to get you to the playoffs? Are they a playoff team if you do just commit solely to the youngsters and don't play the vets? I don't know. And then 8957-9570, we're going to get to everybody. Tim and Riley, hang tight. Kim in San Jose, Casey and Marin, you guys are on deck here, as well as Sean in Oakland. Uh, you're all coming up, brought to you by Flagging Anthem. Hey, Dumb Nation, this is Dario Sharch. The only place to hear the Warriors basketball is 95-7, the game. What up, Sarge? Warriors win over the Portland Trailblazers, but it doesn't feel like a win. I think more more people were encouraged after the Clippers lost Saturday afternoon, even though they did blow a 22-point lead. But you saw some of the pacing. You saw the youngsters play a little bit. Saw them play a lot, actually. So now we're, you know, we're at an impasse. We are. An inflection point. Andrew Wiggins went 3 of 12, 9 points. He's averaging less than 13 a game. <laughs> less than 13 a game. It's not good enough. You know, you look at Clay Thompson, and he's giving you, wow, he's up to 15 and a half points per game, but he's not shooting the ball well. You know, he's shooting 35% from three. Shooting 40% from the floor. It's not good enough. And the defense isn't there. And he's not a playmaker. So if he doesn't score, he's not impactful. 
Chris Paul just am I, you know, Chris Paul, he I don't know if he could play point five basketball. He's been really good this year, but boy. I don't know. I don't know. So Wiggins and Clay are struggling mightily. Looney, he's struggling. That one's really surprising. Like, I, I don't understand what has happened for, with Looney. He's played a lot of games. Maybe he needs a couple days off. I don't know. But you don't have any rim protection. This team is 10 and 11, and you got Oklahoma City, Phoenix, and the Clippers on deck. I'm optimistic, Bonte. Oh, I'm well, sure he thank, is not. Thank God the lines are lit because he can't get through right now. <laughs> I got tagged in a few tweets last night. No, I get tagged in tweets every night from him. Have I replied to one? That's another question. <laughs> get a face on your avatar, Brian and Paul Alto. Maybe I'll reply. No, I love the mystery no, of not I, knowing. I, I, I'm I don't. a dynamic human being. I don't. He could be anybody. Uh, Sean in Oakland. What's happening? You're like on the rest. He's gone. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, Sean? Okay, so I'm hearing you guys. Um, I just came to reality, like, Clay's coming off these injuries, right? And I'm thinking, besides them winning the championship after the two years that he came back, he's had a shell of himself. Because being an athlete and you go through those type of injuries, you're fighting through something. You're fighting through because you know he's coming to the reality like, oh, I'm not that guy I was four or five years ago. I'm not that guy no more. And you're fighting yourself because you're trying to push yourself to be that guy. And you're having glimpses every now and then, like, oh, I can still do this. But then it comes back to reality, like, no, I can't. So I still give him the benefit of a doubt, like, give him some time because at the same time, we gave a lot of other people time to get better and get back. Wiggins' situation, he's going back to where he was in Minnesota and stuff. And this is something that's like a blanket over the, blanket over the eyes. He's always been this guy. Besides the fact that he played pretty good in a few years with Golden State, but Wiggins always been this guy with the other teams that he played for. Now it's in reality like, oh, now we got the Minnesota Wiggins. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. So thinking of trading somebody, the only person I would think about trading right now is is maybe Wiggins because I don't see anything happening well, right now. He had two. So go ahead. No, no, no. It's interesting. Like everyone's like, oh, it's the Minnesota Wiggins. No, it's worse than the Minnesota Wiggins. Yeah. Like if you just look at if you look at his box scores or whatever they call him, you know, stats year over year over year, it's like the worst version of Andrew Wiggins since like his rookie year. Like it's that bad. It's bad. I mean, it's bad. bad. It's really bad. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. But like, here's the other part that I'm looking at. Like, he's in year eleven. You know, Clay's in what a year thirteen, right? Right, like. Did we expect these guys to be better versions? Like, what LeBron does, what Steph does, those are outliers. Getting better or getting more refined or more efficient as time goes on. Like, that's what the rare, rare all-time players do. A lot of guys hit a wall at year 10, 11, 12, 13 and start to taper off and come back down. So I'm looking at Wiggins so far this season. He had the good second half in a 141-139 game against Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Where I thought, okay, he's showing some aggressiveness. He's playing some defense. I can live with that. All right? Then you look, and there were some rough games. Well, he had the 131-point game. Well, no, I was going to get there. Okay. But, uh, what was after, that? After the second second half, but ironically, that was against Oklahoma City, where he scored 31. He entered <laughs> that game 5 of 37 from 3. He goes 5 of 8 from 3 in that game alone. All right? Now, only 5 of 37 entering the game. Right. In that Oklahoma City game. Now, I'll give him credit. 
The next five, starting with that 31-point night against Oklahoma City, he went 11 of, let me see, 9, 12, 15. He went 11 of 8, 11, 14, 18. He went 11 of 23 from three, which is not bad for Andrew Wiggins during that five-game stretch. And that ended with the Sacramento game where he had his first double-double of the season, 29 points, 10 rebounds. And we're like, oh, boy, maybe Andrew Wiggins is starting to figure it out. Shooting a three at a 48% clip during that five-game stretch. Okay, wow, Wiggins maybe figured it out. Then he misses two games because he slams a finger in the car door. Ow! So he doesn't play in a series against the Clippers. I still can't believe that. So he doesn't play in the two games uh, against the Clippers. So he's the guy who's supposed to take, pick up the slack for Klay Thompson in terms of defending the best perimeter player. Well, I'm looking at the perimeter players for Portland, and Shaden Sharp got his last night, 26-6. And Simon shot a lot, 10-27. He wasn't efficient at all, but, boy, he was blown by everybody. I mean, he had wide-open looks. It wasn't like the Blazers were shooting back. They were getting wide-open looks. They just can't shoot. <laughs> Boy, you give up those same looks to Oklahoma City, and you will get torched like they have three times this year against Oklahoma City, although they won one of the games. You gave up 139 and doing it. So I, I, I don't know how you wake up Andrew Wiggins. I, I don't know. Because if I'm I'm looking at a pecking order of issues to fix, I know what Clay is, and I don't think you could fix that. It is what it is with that. I, I, I don't know what you could do with Clay, But what can you do with Andrew Wiggins? Because he is a two-way player when he wants to be. But maybe Steiny's right. Maybe maybe the championship season was an outlier. Maybe the first two weeks or the first month of last season was an outlier for Andrew Wiggins. Because it certainly seemed like he figured it out. I don't know what this version is. But he's not capable of starting. And he's playing small forward again. Look at his body. His body just looks different. Well, you're asking, like, what do you do with Clay Thompson? Well, I think one of the things you do with Clay Thompson is you find a way to get him some corner open threes. That's number one uh, in the offensive set. I don't know. Well, how do you do that? You got to adjust you know your why? system. You know, you, know why you, you know how you do that? By getting guys who could break their man off the dribble. Exactly. So how many I guys do they have for that? N- none outside of CP3. And I don't think he can do that sustainably at this level Chris Paul, anymore. Uh, Steph Curry. Even Steph, he's getting double teamed though, B. So, so it's so, hard for him to get downhill. So so I don't I you gotta have When was the last time we saw a high pick and roll right. with Steph and Draymond That's Green where Dre's going downhill and you have Clay Thompson in the corner waiting to catch a wide open right. three? Feels now, like forever. Now, now teams are not gonna leave Clay Thompson open because he's still Clay Thompson in reputation. But I, I hear you. But that requires having guys who could break their man off the dribble. I know one guy who could do it. He's in Washington, DC now. So I, I honestly, guys, fellas, you don't have any guys. Clay Thompson needs. That's why I, I bring up the Lakers situation with Clay. If Clay was to walk and go to the Lakers, I think he'd be better because you have a guy like LeBron James who could create a wide open looks for everybody. I also don't look think- at Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Has been revived. Yeah, but Cam Reddish isn't isn't guaranteed certain spots and minutes, and he's also not. He's ma- not. He's making enough four million not, over the next. But that's two not years. my point. That's not my point. That's not my point, Shasky. You're missing the point. Klay Thompson in a situation like that will get wide open looks. Cam Reddish, who we thought was a G League player. Remember when Cam Reddish signed with the Lakers? He literally bumped Austin Reeves for a starting role. Just pretty unbelievable. Because of the presence and the gravity of LeBron James. So that's what Klay needs. Like a team like Milwaukee, sorry to move you guys, a team like Milwaukee. If they had Klay just standing in the corner with Dame Dalariana and Ted Kumpo, all of a sudden people are like, wow, Klay's still a good shooter. He needs got he needs help to create on his team. It doesn't match up. Maybe the system doesn't match. But that's what I'm saying with Clay. So I don't know how you fix him. Andrew Wiggins, I don't know how you fix him. 
Do you just dock them and just bring them off the bench? I have no idea. I think you stagger the two of them and you play the younger players. And I think I, I just you play less of those other two guys of, of Wiggins and Clay Thompson. And I think Looney needs to take a smaller role right now and just see what it looks like for a couple of games. So you play Sarge more minutes at the five, then now you're asking for trouble there too because defensively it's a liability. It's giving take. Just they're at, not a good roster. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you have to you have to you have to minimize some things and play up others. Like at this point, I think playing to their strength, which is some of their shooting, it might, and some of their youth and their athleticism, you're going to have to accept the trade off of lack of defense. It just is what it is. Like because right now, Looney, I get the defense, but I'm not getting any offensive production at all, and it's clogging things up for three or four other players on the offense. Let's go. So to, I, I'm weakening. Yeah one of my strengths let's go to tim and riley north carolina tim what's happening what's up monte Monte, you know what to do when i bring this up you're gonna remember because i remember you on the show talking about it they just won't do it i got three things if y'all let me get to it i'm but since you just asked that one monte you don't remember two years ago Steph Curry, J.K., top of the key pick and roll with J.K. with the ball in his oh, hand. And how he got to the basket with ease. Oh, yeah. You want to know how you open up it? All he needs is two dribbles, Bonte. Nobody's helping off Steph. You don't remember those two flushes? Oh, you I do. Oh, I do. You said that you said that pick and roll with Clay with J.K. J.K. get the mid range at the free throw line. Oh yeah. You asked what I want, Ponte, and yeah. what we want. Let's give the opportunity for this guy to be the best version of himself. Let's get utilize his strengths. Let's get more J.K. on the court with Draymond. Ponte, we got it. You saw it. We saw it his rookie year, and now his jump shot is better than it was then. Bonte, we got it. When have the last, we haven't seen it in two years. Oh, yeah. Is he going to dance with somebody? No. Can he take a two-dribble, three-dribble, pull up and shoot over anybody mid-range? Hell, yeah. Can he come down to hill to uh, pick set at the top of the key, two dribbles he's taking off from the dotted line, getting to the free throw line? Bonte, we not utilizing. Bonte, let's think about this. <laughs> How many times have we come in here and said, We've won games because of J.K. Toronto last season, Portland, Charlotte last season. Multiple times, Bonte. How many times this year? OKC second half. Last night. Bonte, like, no disrespect to Pajemski or Moody. I love them. We haven't come in here one morning and said we just won that damn game because of them. But look what was said last night by the coach, Bonte. Those two have earned their minutes. How does it feel to be Jonathan Kaminga to hear that? Oh, I know. He ain't earned his minutes. I, I mean, Tay, you I, called it out, I, I and I love how you said it. Vontae, you called it out right after you said it to Festus and Chris, and I was hoping they would come back and say, what the hell did he just say? They, that he ain't earned his yet? Vontae, I'm telling you, imagine, Vontae, you're a father. You're a father. You, Jonathan Kaminga, your son. Jonathan Kaminga, your agent. You telling me you want this guy on this damn team? <laughs> this man is not utilizing his strength in any I way know. possible. But I say, last thing, I'm gonna close it out. Okay. Popovich was not afraid to bring Kawhi into the into the team. Phil Jackson was not afraid to integrate Tony Kukoc and utilize his strengths. You didn't see the pain on Kurt's face last night when he had to talk about Kaminga. It wasn't any excitement like he was with Majewski. Oh, he's in the rotation. In 15 games, he proved to you he's in the rotation. No question about it. That's unbelievable. Thank you, Bonte. Oh, man. What do you think? He said Bonte 16 times, 20 times? At least. Yeah, I'm not bad at him. Let's <laughs> well, go back and check the tape there. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop the guru. Bonte, help me. Look, Tim waited a whole for an hour.
And I appreciate Tim and Riley Dark. So now Kaminga is going to be the facilitator for the entire offense. But I know I'm hearing what he's saying in the pick and roll that Kaminga can't create. Kaminga's an underrated passer. He can't create for others at times. Like I, I mean, I he's. It's hard to disagree with Tim because Kaminga does have the little midi in the in the paint, ten feet away from the basket, going to the paint, going to the rim. You see the nine points in the fourth quarter, attacking the paint, attacking the rim. I, I can't disagree with Tim. Man, Kamiga needs to play more. Kim in San Jose. Kim, what's happening? You're on the roast. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. We need a rim protector for that starting five. We need somebody that can block, make a couple shots, and pass the ball out to those those shooters we got. And as far as our second string, man, if our second string is playing together, we got the best second string in the league. Don't know other player, other team wants to see that second string because they're young and bigger and ready to play. But we need a rim protector. They do need one, Kim. I'm not going to lie to you. They do need one because Paul George has something Saturday that I don't think really fell on the ears of Warrior fans or anybody covered the Warriors. Maybe they did. Maybe it did. But Paul George said we knew they don't have rim protection. So we started attacking the basket, and that's when the pick-and-pop game came into play. Boy, I need Gary St. Jean. When I talk pick-and-pop, nobody says it like Gary St. Jean. The pick-and-pop game, I miss Gary St. Jean. We've got to book him maybe next week. Uh, but the pick-and-pop game became open for the Clippers. They had 31 assists because Paul George said it. We know they don't have rim protection. So now you're slow. Your point of attack defense is not elite. I don't know if it's even average. Guys are driving lane. They're collapsing the defense, and now they're picking a pop it. The Blazers had wide open shots that they missed well, yesterday. So here's my solution to all that. Like, Rick, like this is what I would do. Okay, and I, I think we're now. I'm just gonna just say what I would do. I'm starting Steph, Moody, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond, and I'm having CP3, Saric, and Clay Thompson come off the bench, and we're gonna stagger some of the minutes. And some young guys will play with some of the older guys. It's not a catch-all, but I would just see what that looks like for can a couple I, of can weeks. Can I ask? Why Wiggins deserves to start over Clay Thompson? It just strictly because I think Saric, CP3, and Clay will look good together on the floor, and you could balance the floor a little with a passing big who could shoot beyond the arc, and with CP3 setting them up, I think you'll get a more efficient, better version, and you need a, a clear scorer on the floor with that second unit, and I think Clay provides that. And when you have CP3 with him, I like it. Are you going to yeah. take a hit defensively? Sure. Sure, but it's the second unit. So, I mean, like I, I'm just trying. I'm experimenting here. No, I'm. Uh, I, you know, I suggested that a couple of weeks ago that Clay should probably play with CP3 and Sarge because it opens up. So you listen to me. I, I'm glad you. You know. He... So what would your starting five be for a couple? Games? I don't care who the starting five is, but I do agree that Clay should probably play with CP3 and Sarge because maybe Clay needs to play with a slower pace. So like, if if uh, I'm looking but, at this but way, when it comes to starters, like here's the deal. You start these guys, and it starts off rough. We know what's going to happen. Steve Kerr's going to revert to going back to the veterans. And Steve Kerr just said this last you week. you have nothing to lose. Well, Steve Kerr just said this. playing good. Steve Kerr just said this last week on Willard and Dibs. The guys who are going to drive us winning a title or not, we know who they are, right? They're Steph, Draymond, Wiggs, Bloon, uh, you know, Clay. Like, those guys, they were the ones. Oh uh, Gary, you know, huge part of that championship a year and a half ago. So we know those are the guys that have to perform at a high level if we're going to compete for a title. So the guys who are going to determine our season are 
our our main guys, our key guys, right? Our the guys who make all the money. They're the ones who determine winning and losing. Um, I think our young guys are all developing, and they're you know they're 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 developing at different stages. You you try to help the development process. You fit them in here and there. But this season is about winning a championship. Uh, so that means for me, I am going to lean in to our starters. I'm going to lean into our key guys, and I'm going to give them uh, all the space they need to find their rhythm, to establish you know who they are. And once that happens, it'll make the roles much easier to play for the young guys. Um, if you want to, if you want to bail out on the old guys and plug the young guys in, then you're talking about an entirely different uh, goal, and that, that's that's now you're talking about the future. You're not talking about winning a championship because those guys aren't ready to, to do that. So that was that was last Wednesday, correct? Last Wednesday when Steve Kerr joined Willard and Dibs. And real quick, Chas, before you get in on this, I just want to play what Steve Kerr said last night. This is literally a week later. Literally a week later. A week later, Steve Kerr said this about the starting lineup. We talk about it every day. I've really been patient and hoping to get our first unit, you know, from the last couple of years um, into a good groove. It's just easier to play and to coach uh, when everybody knows exactly where they fit in. Role players, uh, it's easier to play a role when kind of a set rotation and, you know, the, the stars are playing well and all that. So everything, you know, the puzzle kind of fits. So to be honest, the puzzle hasn't fit this year and we've had a lot of guys playing well but um we we may have to think about you know moving the the starting lineup around thank you game to game depending on who we're facing i'd still prefer to get something solid but um we haven't really established uh, anything this year and and uh you know we're a quarter of the way through so there's definitely uh you know a lot of thought that's going to have to go into this you know steve curry just changed the starting lineup like five straight games in the playoffs last year, when we talk about best net rating with the starting line, the Warriors had six different lineups in 13 playoff games. So, what so you, you think he's kind of full of it on that? I no, guess? I'm saying that what, what, uh, yeah. this is it's no big, like, I get that he wants a set starting five, but hell, during their championship years, how many times did we see a different center? Well, it, it, a lot. Like, like, yeah, honestly. A lot. Hell, the biggest move they made was in the first taking, championship yes. was taking. Andrew Bogan out of the starting lineup. And, and, play. and I'm glad you brought up the first championship. Because I want to be like, dog, you were at the forefront of playing <laughs> second-year player Draymond Green and second-year player Harrison Barnes. I don't know, 79 of 82 games in the starting lineup that year. Like, we know that you closed with 30-year-old Andrew Bogut, and at times you were closing with 31-year-old Andre Iguodala. But you started the game 79 out of 82 times with Draymond and Harrison, who were in their second year. Yep. And Clay was in his third year that year. Now, look, I get it. It's different, and things have changed. This lineup, Steph, Moody, the one that I would like to start. Steph, Moody, Wiggins, Kaminga, Dre. It's two young guys who are in their third year. Not rookies. They're in their third year. And no one is saying that you're playing Pajemski, Moody, Kaminga, Trace Jackson Davis as starters for 35 minutes a game. I'm saying I'm starting the game for a couple minutes there, and I'm seeing where it goes. And then I'm going to have CP3, Sarge, and Clay Thompson, and some other combinations of guys going out on that floor. That's how I would have my rotation. Well, let's see how it works out Friday. That's what Steve Kerr said. I'm sure Willard Dibs will ask. About to start a night up today at 5 o'clock. Willard and Dibs will be joined by Steve Kerr as they are weekly 
at 5 o'clock. What will he do with the starting lineup? Are there really going to be changes to the starting lineup? I think you got to make something shake before you make some deals. You got to make something shake. What would shake, your lineup then, be? I, I don't know. I Steph and Dre and everything else is a toss-up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Everything else in So play. what's more important then? Is there a player that you have? Who's the player you got to get going and the combination that you need to surround that guy to get going? Well, I, I would think Andrew Wiggins. So you what need works for him? What works for him is being more consistent. I don't know what works for him right now. Because <laughs> nothing has worked for him right now, Sasky. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to find like, a like, I'm so not, I'm, I hear you're trying to find solutions. I'm trying, I'm trying to, find. to find solutions, too. But we need to have no rim protection right now. Anything could go. I'm good with anything. I just want to win, and I want to have the best opportunity to win a damn championship. Well, and that's why, the reason why so I wanna... I don't care who start like, I, I've been consistent on this all damn season, But it feels like they all dig all a season. hole. I know that you say this, like, I don't care who starts, but it, just my eyeballs are telling me, it's like, damn, it feels like they're in a hole every first quarter. Well, it does feel like that, but again, here's where the problem's going to come. The minute somebody doesn't finish, and I'm looking at Clay Thompson, and I'm looking at him with uh, well, Andrew CP3 Wiggins. Well, didn't start, didn't finish and, and, last and night. CP, and you think he's happy? I don't care if he's happy. Well, I'm telling you, he's not happy, and it's going to be a problem soon if they continue to lose games. Well, if they continue to lose games, CP3 told you when he was coming off the bench and they were winning. Yeah, it's still an adjustment for me. Well, guess what? Scared money don't make money. So if you're worried about feelings, we're in the wrong business. So Dublin March, and I respect Dublin March opinion. Before we go to Casey and Marin, Dublin March. What works for Wiggs is that he's a third option. Problem is, Warriors don't have a second option right it, now. Th- it's the number one problem. So, we're in trouble regardless, right? Casey and Moran, what's happening? Gentlemen, good morning. Um, I, for me, I, this, this Warriors franchise is looking like the Giants franchise of 15, 16, 17. Keep it on the big names to appease the fans instead of making some really cold-blooded decisions and getting rid of aging, very expensive players who are becoming detrimental to the Warriors. I, I love Clay. He's my goat of goats. He's the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. I love him. But I hope he doesn't play another minute for the, for the Warriors because <laughs> the money he's going to want next year, combined with his age now and his play, it, it doesn't add up to a championship team. Um, Draymond is, is a unicorn of unicorn players, but we have to look to the future until we, until this team, it's going to be another, it's going to be another band-aid roster uh, that looks like Robert Rao put it together. It's time is now. You must make some moves in order to get younger and less expensive. All right. That's Casey and Moran. I haven't heard uh, the name Robert Rao in yeah, such a long that, time. Yeah, and that's why I'm moving on because I'm getting PTSD now right now. Not you know, I don't know how many times um, people... If Robert Rao walked into this room right now, I wouldn't know what he was. Yeah, I don't know how many how many times i got to say this on the show, but what? it seems like some people just... I shouldn't even go there. I, I'm, I'm going to... Let's go to Marvin in San Francisco. Marvin, what's happening? There's Mark? some idiots out there. How you doing? There's some idiots how out there doing, putting guys? words in people's mouths. You shouldn't do that. Marvin in San Francisco, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? Um, my, I'm going to use Taylor Swift's lyric, let's calm down. Let's go back and listen to your broadcast after the 49ers had lost their third game in a row and think about all the things you said they should do well, then. You know, I, I was off that have. Monday. I was off, so I don't know what was well, said. And, and let's be also fair. They also have CMC in his prime, Trent in his right. prime. <laughs> A Kittle in his prime, Ayuk in his prime, Debo in his prime, Fred Warner in his prime, Bosa in his prime. Like, do I need to keep going? Who's in their prime on the Warriors right now? Go ahead, Marvin. 
Well, I'm optimistic because, uh, you know, they were 18-2, and two, and then they were a less than 500 team for two-thirds of the season, and then they won their last eight games, and they won the championship. Veteran teams are like that. The Boston Celtics were the last team to get in the playoffs the last year. They won in 1969. They, they went and won the championship. There were eight teams in the uh, league. It, uh, the, the new guy who we get, if we make a trade, is going to need time to blend in and may not even have the same skill set. The reason Looney looks different is because you got Sarek taking a lot of time and role away from what Looney did in that role that he was playing under that other team. The Warriors stat-wise, believe it or not, I was shocked to see this on ESPN. The Warriors were in the top six, I think, in rim protection. Now, you're confusing defensive rim protection with um, offensive, um, you know, in other words, keeping great shooters away from the basket like Alexander on, in Oklahoma City, as opposed to being able to do it generally. We had had the toughest schedule in the NBA by a lot, according to Jason Timp in his videos. And, uh, the, you know, his, ESP, his analysis of the NBA. And I was surprised to see that. But look at the teams we played, and then look, because we had the toughest schedule, we now have the third easiest schedule for the rest well, of this season. Marvin, Marvin, let me tell you something. Let we my have the third easiest. You got more, Marvin, because I could go on I about think, this I whole schedule. I think he's got more. I think go he's ahead, Marvin. Go ahead, Marvin. Well, the things that we are bad in stat-wise now, a shooting percentage, three-point shooting, and scoring we're going to get better on. And we're going to do it against a much weaker schedule and teams well, that we've been... They just well, played one of the worst teams in the league Yeah, last and, they, night. and they had to wrap... And they didn't get their first lead into the fourth quarter, Marvin. It was 90-89. to 89, And Portland was missing were, their best scorer, Jimmy Grant. And they didn't have DeAndre Ayton. They got Maurice Steibel. He's not a bad defender. Oh, my God. All right, bye, Marvin. Maurice? Is that cook. his brother? Uh, dude, I, I, Marvin, I love you. I love the optimism. But right now is not the he time for optimism. 1969 on us. I got four and a half hours of sleep. I'm getting a little irritated during the 9 o'clock hour. Steiny starts in an hour. Dude, dude. You could share Listen. an opine Celtics 69 <laughs> hey, season dude. with him. I'm I getting a little irritated. Some of y'all are getting me a little agitated right now. And you better stop. Watch the Celtics. How many you teams made the playoffs in 69? I got to look this up. I don't, I don't wake up early in the morning for this nonsense. Damn. 19, is Damn. anyone employed? Right I, now, I, I in swear. the building, who was born in 1969. So, so, so I'm glad he brought up the schedule. I'm glad he brought okay, up that they had that? the fourth toughest schedule, and now they had the third easiest schedule. You don't think other teams are looking at the Warriors and okay, that's our gimme game. That's who we become. Fun when time. I told you guys four weeks ago, nobody fears the Warriors walking into Chase Center anymore. Usually, I remember even at Chase Center and definitely at Oracle Arena, I would watch teams. I would get there at 4 o'clock, 4 We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.